Hello, welcome to Spock Adjacent, the Michelle Mission's love letter to everything Star Trek. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing two episodes. It's actually, it's pretty timely that we're doing two episodes because we're doing the two penultimate episodes yeah, oh to yeah. season two of Star Trek Discovery. We're going to do episode 12, Through the Valley of Shadows, written by Bo Yan Kim and Erica Lipolt, directed by Douglas Aroniakowski, which first hit CBS All Access on April 4th of 2019. And we're also going to do episode 13, Such Sweet Sorrow, from a story by Michelle Paradise, Jenny Lumet, and Alex Kurtzman, directed by Ulatunde Osunsami, Osunsami, and it just released on April 11th, 2019. First, Through the Valley of Shadows. A new signal appears over Boreth, a place sacred to Klingons, where a Klingon monastery is located and where monks guard time crystals. Tyler and Laurel left their son to be raised by these monks. Pike visits the monastery to retrieve a time crystal and finds the son is now a fully grown adult named Tenevik. Tenevik explains that life on birth is affected by the crystals and that if Pike takes one, he will not be able to change the future that it shows him. Pike sees a future where he is severely disabled in an accident and chooses to take the crystal to serve the greater good. Meanwhile, Burnham and Spock investigate a Section 31 ship that had checked in 10 minutes later than usual and find all of the crew dead except for one, Cameron Gant, an old colleague of Burnham's who had been possessed by control and attempts to take over Burnham, which which was manipulated to seek out the ship due to the delayed reporting. Spock is able to stop control and they escape back to Discovery. The Section 31 fleet soon arrives, forcing Pike to order Discovery to be destroyed to keep the sphere data away from control. Then we have episode 13, Such Sweet Sorrow. Discovery escapes and rendezvous with the Enterprise, with Discovery evacuated onto the other starship. From there, they initiate the self-destruct, but the sphere data takes control of discovery systems and prevents this from happening. It also defends itself from torpedoes. Burnham proposes that the time crystal be used to take discovery itself to the future where control cannot get to it, planning to wear a copy of her mother's suit to lead the ship there. Pike agrees and resumes command of the Enterprise to keep control distracted. A new signal appears, leading Discovery and Enterprise to the planet Hathia, which I know I'm pronouncing mispronouncing. You're killing the pronunciations, though, like you're doing a great job. <laughs> which I'm is, glad you have to read this. Which is ruled by <laughs> Tilly's friend, Queen Mihani Ika Halikapo. What's her name? Mihani Ika Halikapo. What's her name? 
Nihani Ikahali Kapo. I know that's right. A brilliant Go on, engine, Lynn Webb. A brilliant Go on, Bat Tribble. <laughs> a brilliant engine. You're doing it right now. <laughs> You're doing it right now. You're killing it. What's her name, Lynn? From now on, she's known as Poe, a brilliant <laughs> engineer who assists Stamets, Tilly, and Reno with preparing the suit and time crystal for the journey. A few of the Discovery's crew, as well as Spock and Giorgio, choose to stay with Burnham. Pike makes Saru acting captain of Discovery. As the Section 31 fleet arrives, Discovery prepares to make the jump into the future. Mm. Boom. Boom, indeed. And now we are set up for the finale yes. of the second season of Star Trek Discovery. Vince, what you got to say of these two episodes? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I just want to say, for the record, I am going to be right about the Red Angel. When the smoke clears, that's going to be Burnham in that suit. Okay. All right. So that's first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, you know. This it's this these are quintessential Star Trek Discovery episodes. I, mm-hmm. I, I think there there there's very much a, an an aspect of throwing everything against the wall. Yes, to see what sticks. Very much. I've decided that I hate control and I hate everything about this storyline. Like like mm. like 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 this whole sort of overarching all-knowing all-powerful enemy that's channeling one part the terminator series from the 90s yeah one part you know just evil computers you you know there's some conversation out there in the fandom that maybe this is the precursor to the borg Mm -hmm. which you, you know i have to say I've always been ambivalent at best about the Borg. Oh, really? The Borg always struck me as Star Trek trying to add something sexy. So it would have something sexy like the other sci-fi series. The Borg? The Bo- There was never anything really smart about the Borg. I don't know about that. I mean, what was there was? I mean, what's what, like? I like, mean, they introduced the board. The first time you really see the Borg is on Next Generation. No, 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 no. So it wasn't about being sexy there. I, I think the very first episode where you see the Borg, where Q sends them out just to right. let them know just what's how deadly space can get. Yeah, I liked how that worked, but then they became this recurring threat, kind of culminating in, of course, there was a Borg member of Voyager, Voyager's crew. Mm-hmm. It all I, I never I never thought it was a good fit, okay for Star Trek. All right, so controls the same thing. I I just don't like. I I feel like, and it's hard to kind of quantify it necessarily. But Star Trek has a feel. Mm-hmm. There's a spirit to Star Trek mm-hmm. that that I love, and 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 control is killing me. And I'm I'm going to be happy <laughs> when we kind of get through this control. You're killing thing. me, Smalls. Having said that, you know, I think the cast is coming together really, really well. Mm -hmm. I have gone completely 180 with Pike, much like I have Spock. Not only have I gone 180 with Pike, and I love Pike, but the 10 minutes that they spent on Enterprise... I love Enterprise. <laughs> I like you were. I love this Enterprise, and I wish aren't really. 
I wish the designers of this Enterprise would have designed the Enterprise of the Kelvin universe. Well, like I thought this was the perfect marriage. Gotcha. Of the, of the, of the original world. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And and this, you, you know, I think there there are some great character moments. You, you know, Stamets and um, I just forgot Stamets' old partner's name. Oh, um, Colbert. Colbert. Yeah, I think Stamets and Colbert have had some really nice moments in both episodes. I really enjoyed. Colbert. Yeah, I just question when they had them. Well, the moments are nice. Well, you know, it's I, just I, how well, they come up. Well, I think they're in the midst of again just throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. So you know, logically, it doesn't make sense that they have these moments at the time that they have them. But I do like the moments. Yeah, and I guess an argument could be made that you know things have been on like like damn near red alert for a minute now. Things are on eleven all the time. Right. So it's like like look, we just we just sometimes. The moment's just got to choose itself. Yeah, I'm here. Let's talk. Let's let's have these couple of words. So yeah, I feel you on that. I'll yeah, you, on that. yeah. You, you know, I thought Anson Mount really sold the Pike. Yes, story. Yes. You know, I don't need time crystal Klingons ever again. <laughs> no, I thought they were cool though, man. Yes. One because here's the, here's the, here's the reason why I really like that because it for the first time. I think re- really it showed a different Klingon, like okay. a different Klingon aesthetic, a different Klingon way of thinking. You know what I mean? Because the Klingons have always been like they're 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 honor bound. They're, they're you know everything that you know historically that they have been about is like you know honor, right? You know, um, and some people you know pervert that. You know, and, and some Klingons, and which makes sense because you're only quote quote only human. Sure, but it was nice to see that these Klingons on Barith took their responsibility extremely seriously. Right, you know, um, I really, I actually really enjoyed that. I like their aesthetic. I like the the look that they give um, Tenevik, the the uh, Rel and right. Tyler's son. Yes. Um, I liked the the whole the the whole uh, setting of of Boreth and how guys are just sitting there just raising trees up out of no place and everything like that. Time is just in and of itself in this one place. I actually thought it was really cool. And then of course when Pike I know didn't like sees what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, and and again back to Anson Mount. I think he really sells the horror Mm -hmm. of this. Yes, he did. You know, I think as Star Trek fans, we've lived with Pike at the end of his journey. Yep. Since we've been Star Trek fans, Mm -hmm. so you don't think about how that you, you know it's like you saw him in the flashback with the cage footage, and then you see him in the current. Time mm-hmm. in the menagerie footage, but there's no sense of the in between of the in between. Yeah, and and you know I thought that was a wonderful sequence. I like the I, I like the sequence, and I also like that what that sequence does because the whole time we have been invested in Pike in this season, we or, or let's I shouldn't say we long time Star Trek fans have been living with it 
knowing what likely is to come because you right. never know what, how they're going to change it. Right. But if they're true to what is, what has happened, you're watching him and you're like, oh, man, you're a bad dude. Ooh, but what's going to happen to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So for them to now put him actually in our shoes right? because he now also knows what is to come and with that knowledge it's still honor bound duty first gotta get the job done that just makes him all the more ride or die yeah. like, like Anson Mount I was thinking about this when I was watching the, the like the um, the 13th episode and him back on the bridge and he's got you know he's got his, his true captain yeah. look on you know, good fly I was like that brother, he, he doesn't know the fraternity that he has now joined. Right. Like, technically, you know, maybe some people may not feel this, but technically, he could sit on a stage with Picard, with with uh, um, uh, Kirk, oh, yeah. with, with all the captains. Right, right. And right. while some people might bend a little eye, I'll be like, yo, sit there, dog. What's up, Pike? I will I will take it one step further and go back to the origins of this podcast. I think he has a more legitimate place on that stage than Chris Pine. You 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 and your Chris Pine. I'm just saying. Well, you know what? You know what? You're right. Because Chris Pine is just playing Kirk and until he's dead and gone, there's only one Kirk in, in fandom. Right. And that's William Shatner. So you're right. You're right. And and I would say that Anson Mount has taken over the role of Pike. I don't remember the actor's name that is played that, uh, him. Gary Mitchell. Does that, that sound right? That doesn't sound right. It sound, I think his name is Jeffrey something. I, I think for some reason. Either way, I don't know if that actor's still alive. And and I God God willing, I hope he is. But sir, you have been usurped. <laughs> you have been usurped. You are no longer the Pike. You're right, Jeffrey Hunter. Jeffrey Hunter, right? Um. You are no longer the Pike. Anson Mount is now and forevermore the Pike. Yeah. And I think my moment, like my my moment where I said, okay, I'm fully on board with Pike. Mm-hmm. When Pike leaves and, you know, we haven't mentioned my girl, Georgelle, who, as always, is a delight. Yes. <laughs> but as he's beaming out and she says, by the way, I'm a Terran from, a mirror, from the Mirror Universe thinking that she's messing with him. Mm-hmm. And he gives her a little wink and says, what Mary universe? Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, sort of retroactively get that Pike always knows more yeah. about what's going on yes. than he's letting you know. Yes. And I said, okay, okay, Pike. Yes. Yeah. Your bad self. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'll tell you what I, this, uh, something happened in not in episode 12 it happened in episode 11 okay that repeats itself to me in episode 13 that i'm getting tired of Uh and that is love her to death love myself some burnham yes but i am i i i i do think it's a stretch of believability that every time the doomsday decision comes up She's the one that has to do it. Now, I'm yeah. just saying, like, the whole storyline has been, like, her connection to stuff and everything right, right. like that. 
and you know they put in the lip service like how her her DNA is close to her mom's it's the RNA or something like that so that's why she could wear the suit here in the last episode that they want to come up with to send the discovery into the future and everything like that okay that's cool but then I could deal I'll deal with that but I could do without we have to have these multiple long goodbyes I know. with everyone. Right, and she's all kind of weepy-eyed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot, It's man. diminishing returns. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it seems like every couple of episodes, it's this weepy goodbye or, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, uh To the show's credit, though, both Spock and Giorgio have said to her in the show, you know, there's something wrong with you that your first instinct is always jump on a grenade. Right, jump on a grenade. Like that yeah. says something about you. True. So you know, I'm hoping. But what does it say about everybody else that they like? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Burn got it. Right. Right. <laughs> like I don't like Ash. But I, was, I love the fact that Ash stood out there with solidarity, and then he dipped and said, by the way, I can't go. I'm not going. I just wanted to stand there with everybody else. And I am telling you, <laughs> right. I'm not going. Right. Like, everybody got on the lift, and then he stepped to the side. <laughs> and, and no, he pulled her to he the pulls side. her and some rules in, in the lift like, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All that going to the uncharted future? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. The way my situation is. The way my pension is section right, 31 right. is set up, baby. I was about to say, I got student loans. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know. <laughs> but, um, you know, you want to sign this form real quick. Make me, <laughs> exactly. make me your beneficiary. Exactly. That exactly. way I can take care of your mom and dad. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it really is like, you know. I got a job on this show with Giorgio in Section 31. <laughs> yeah. Conversely, uh, my girl, who's the um, security guard, when mm. she came and said, can I go? And it was like, I really want to be here next season exactly. so that I can also have a job. Exactly. Exactly. So she was like, I would like to stay here, please. Yes. (laughs) I would like to stay right on this bridge. So you think they're actually going to end up in the future? Well. I mean, obviously, they're not going to take Spock with them. Well, technically, Spock said he's staying. Well, I know that, but obviously, that's not what's going to happen. Like, something's going to happen, and Spock's going to have to. I wouldn't. Well, first of all, I wouldn't be surprised if some kind of. Tachyon anomaly yes. happens mm-hmm. so that Spock, young Spock, can go with them. All right. Oh, you think they're wow? Yeah. You think they might go hard like that? Yes. Split him in half. It's, he's gonna be way in the future. Or do you like? And this is canon. Um, what was Riker's twin's name? Um, Thomas Riker. You think they might pull a Thomas Riker with Spock? Yes. I'm not mad at that. Yes, I'm not mad at I'm it. I'm not either. mad. I mean, I, like I would love for because I like this Spock. Right, right. And he said, "You can call me Thomas." Yes, I would love that. I don't think that's going to happen, but I would love that. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm still convinced that the last episode is Burnham's mom is going to go back and change the past, and that's why Spock never mentions her 
in mm, anything. So she's going to change the past and and what so and the, and they're never, while they're in the future. Right, right. Well, right. I think I think once you introduce the Tom stuff, it's like Chekhov's Tom travel. Like I think Tom travel is now a part of Discovery. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know if they'll go in the future. And that'll be where they are for the remainder of the series or mm. or for a season or so. But I'm saying when the show ends, I think Sonya Song's oh, character oh, okay. is going to reset everything. Okay. Well, all right. I, I don't necessarily see that happening. But, um, I mean, they've opened it up now. That's true. I mean, we just, we, we're just going through Tom now. We're just Tom people. They could be the legends of tomorrow. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, shorts? No. That came out last year because one thing I did notice, I didn't watch them, but I saw um, that Poe mm-hmm. was in one of the shorts. Yeah, I think that's where, because when on the like previously on, right, that and they was, show that scene, and I was like, from, I did never saw this that's before. That's from one of the shorts, but I think that is interesting that they've referenced a short because I do know that one of the shorts is set past anything we've seen in oh, Star Trek. And and it, it, I think it's somebody on the Enterprise. I mean, on Discovery. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that was foreshadowing. Wow. So. Interesting. Interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. But, hmm. you know, it's Discovery. It's no telling. Like, Discovery's just bonkers. It is bonkers. The other thing that I didn't like was that at the end of set of episode 12 right after they beat control who yes i'm tired of too because i'll ride with you with the whole ai taking over the ship and the ai protecting itself and all that type of stuff but i knew that when they first of all when when control took over um leland leland i was like uh Mm -hmm. uh uh, I, I see a shark coming. Mm-hmm. And then when this whole Gantt thing, so oh. now Control is created right, right. something that can totally confuses everybody else. And now it's crawling out of bodies and it's nanotechnology. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, God. and what really bothered me about that was that when she figures it out that Gantt is actually Control, she's reaching for her phaser. And Control who I have to imagine, well, maybe can lie, but I have to imagine wasn't lying, says, if you continue to reach for that, I will be over there in point blank blank of, of a second and snap your wrist. Yes. Right? Right. Meaning that control is like that beast. Yes. Like speed-wise and strength-wise. Yes. Then why can't control beat her Um when they're going toe-to-toe, either right. either shooting at each other or when they're actually hand-to-hand. Right, right, right. And the Burnham is very unbelievable because what I thought you were going to say is how come Giorgio could fight him on the planet when, when, she, when he was trying to get to Bernard's mother? And I was going to say because of Giorgio, and Giorgio, of course, it's, can fight. But but you're right. I mean, that, It doesn't make sense. It didn't make any sense. That... that Piss me off. Because control does what can control is able to do whatever the plot is to do as machina. Right. 
and yeah. and it's it it is it's ridiculous. Yeah, but then the the the, the big thing that that bothered me is that at the end of that episode, we're talking episode twelve, right? At the end of episode twelve, section thirty one, their fleet shows up. Yeah, they're there. You're you see on the screen, their ships are just like bloop 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 bloop, bloop popping up all over. It's like they say like like thirty one ships or something like that, right? Right. But then at the beginning of episode 13, Discovery escapes like that. Yes. Virtually. Um, only for that scene again to play out again yes. at the end of 13. The end of, I mean, yeah. it was like watching one of those old Saturday morning um, serials in the, in the movies. Yeah. Where it's basically the same, you yeah. know, uh, uh, cliffhanger. Well, you know, they're spinning their wheels. Until they can get to whatever's going to happen in the last yeah. 10 minutes of this week's episode. Right. Which then will set up next year. Yeah. It, well, so th- that I was. So there you go. I guess I was. I saw the wheel spinning. Yeah. And it, it was making me dizzy. Yeah. But that, uh, you, know, I, you know, I still have this theory that there is a measure of push and pull intention behind the scenes so that even something like this mm-hmm. where I, I mean the nature of serialized television is that there's always going to be a certain amount of wheel spinning true but in a really competent show that wheel spinning is much more invisible mm-hmm. right the pacing of this season where you have wheels spinning, and then you'll have an episode where there's an amazing amount of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Then you'll have an episode where they drop something that should have been three or four episodes. Oh, by the way, Section 31 has been in a time war with the Klingons for 20 years. <laughs> yes. I don't get a real sense that this season was mapped out. From beginning to end, from the, you know, before it was put out. Hmm. Like it really, it, 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 you know, and th- this is Star Trek. This is Paramount. This is, you know, this is not, you know, I don't know, something on, on Netflix that Netflix bought from Canada. Right. Or so, sci fi. Or, right. Or sci fi. Like I have an expectation for the, just the technical construction mm-hmm. of something like that. That I've also watched and read enough Star Trek to know that when stuff looks wonky on screen. It's usually wonky behind the scenes. It's something going on behind the scenes. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, I do want to take back. I, I mentioned sci-fi. And um, I shouldn't disparage sci-fi in that way. Because sci-fi did bring us the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, which was excellent serial right. television um yeah i think the wheels are spinning a little bit i think the pacing for the most part of the se- season i haven't minded i think it's only with been within these last two to three episodes Be- and that's because i think that some of the energy of the season left with the revelation of the red angel right and now it's kind of like a it's like it's almost like 
you know, we've told this great story. And like, and I've even actually said it. I thought like that would have been a perfect point part to either end the season, absolutely, yeah, or or end the first half right. of the season and then go away and then come back. But it feels it it, it almost feels like they were like, hey, you know what? Just give us like five more episodes and we'll just call it a season and knock it out. Or because has it been five? It's been what three episodes? It's been because the Red well, Angel. Yeah, it's been three. Right, it's so it'll 10. be four episodes, including this week's episode. Right. So in other words, give us four episodes. My read is give us four episodes so we can clear the deck and set up what we're going to do. Right. Yeah. So which. Is sort of we're sort of saying the same thing. Mine is just more cynical. Yes, yes. That being said, overall, I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a great deal. Oh, I, no I, having not watched the shorts, this is the first time I came upon Queen Minhani Ika Halikopo. Oh, you're uh, killing it, Lynn Webb. I dug the hell out of her. I liked her a lot. I liked her. I liked, I liked, I, man, when she checked Giorgio, you said like, you know, one of the things about being queen is that I made it illegal to even talk and snark. So I don't have to listen to it. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was fan- fantastic. Fantastic. Although I suspect just like Tully, Tilly, Tilly, a little bit of her might go a long way. See, I feel that I I was thinking that too, but Tilly wasn't as annoying with her. Like Tilly wasn't stuttering. Right. She wasn't like all over the place. So I actually kind of liked their energy together. Um, and maybe a little bit of her goes a long way. But she knows her stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean. And I also like the like for the brief little interplay that she had with Tig Notaro's character. Yeah. Like, I really hope Tig stays. I was about to say, I hope Tig goes. Like, they don't even have to show her. It'd be like Guinan. Yeah. Like, exactly. she doesn't have to show up every episode, but it's nice to know she's down in the basement. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I love I love her, man. She, yeah. was, she was the on point, man. Her scene with Colbert a couple of episodes ago was oh, great. Oh, was great. Yeah. Absolutely great. Absolutely great. There's a lot of good, lot of good uh, acting on here. We get um, James Frain and Mia Kirshner as the Spocks um, family yeah. come in, and that was a touching little scene it that was, they have. Was, but another weepy goodbye, though. Man, man, <laughs> whew, man. I hope, I hope, I hope she got like a cry writer right. on her on her contract. Uh, Next episode. Her father's ghost shows up. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so we be goodbye with him. Jesus Christ. Um, we get some more from Rebecca Romaine. That's number one. I, I like her. I know you like yourself. Some I like one. her. You know you like her. Uh, Michelle Yao, of course, killing it. The best. She's the best. She's the best. Like, when she says, like, this ice cream is disgusting. Uh, this is good stuff on the show. I mean, you know, that's what, what's frustrating to me. Like, there's so much good. Mm-hmm. I need someone to step in with a singular vision and execute from beginning to end without these hiccups and... and but, that but truly, I mean, we're, we're picking some stuff apart because that's what we're we're here to do. Right. But and... There's been that many hiccups. Well, you know what? 
it's funny you should mention Battlestar Galactica because post Battlestar Galactica, post my favorite science fiction show of the past five years that, of course, I just forgot the title of it. <laughs> it was on sci-fi. It's just moved to Amazon. Well, who's in it? Absolutely nobody. Then I absolutely, absolutely no, have no idea what you're absolutely talking about. nobody famous it is was on it, uh, Z Nation. No, it's no, not Z that was on Sci-Fi. It was on Sci-Fi. <laughs> oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's about uh, it's it's interstellar. It's war between Earth and Mars, and 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 the Ringers. Ooh, um, is that the one that Christopher Lambert was on? Yes. Um, oh, what's that? Uh, what's the name of that show? Oh, it, I cannot believe. Now I say Christopher Lambert. All I see is Highlander. Um, it's uh, um, it's um, the Expanse. Yes, the Expanse. The Expanse. So you know you have we're in the world post the Expanse. Post Orphan Black, mm. post Battlestar Galactica, even when Battlestar Galactica fell apart at the end, like y- you know, you you need to have your stuff seamless. Yeah, I think it's been good enough. I think it's. I mean, because Star Star Trek has never been what those shows were. True, but they've raised the bar on again the construction of the year long story. Yeah, but. Star Trek Discovery tried to do that with the first season and people, you know, weren't feeling it. Right. So they pulled back to give you a little bit more classic Trek. They're trying to find a, a nice marriage of the two. And I, and I think for the most part, they've got it. Sure. Like I said, we pick some stuff apart. But for the most part, I think they've it's a it's a good union so far. I agree. I agree. I'm just frustrated because I feel like it could be better. Okay, it could be better. It could. It could. Any everything, everything could, be, could better. be better. No, no, no. That's true. That's true. It's pretty good. And you know, hopefully they stick the landing next week. Yeah, that 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 will tell the story. Yeah, that will tell the story. Stick the landing. So, so. we shall see. Um, we want to give you a little bit of a heads up, though, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to do this, but um, there will be no Spock adjacent next week because. I won't be in town. I will be out of town on vacation on a very much needed vacation in Disney World. So Spock adjacent will return in another two weeks <laughs> to wrap up season two. But by then it will be all like marinating. Absolutely. You know, so it'll be all gooey and good. That's it? That's it. That sounds like enough for me. Absolutely. He's Vince. I'm Len and Party Lisa. Peace and long life.